listening to the Back to God podcast, where we encourage people everywhere to develop not only their faith in God, but to passionately pursue their relationship with God. Podcast. This is Stephen Tolbert, and today we're going to talk about using the faith of God. If we look at Romans 10, verse 6 to 10, it says this. It says, but the righteousness that comes from faith speaks like this. Do not say in your heart who will go up to heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will go down into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. On the contrary, what does it say? The message is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. This is the message of faith that we proclaim. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. One believes with the heart, resulting in righteousness, and one confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. And then let's look at Mark eleven, twenty-two to 24. Mark 11, verses 22 to 24. It says this, Jesus replied to them, have faith in God. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, be lifted up, and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that what he says will happen it will be done for him therefore I tell you everything you pray and ask for believe that you have received it and it will be yours and the last scripture is Matthew twenty-one twenty-one. Matthew twenty-one twenty-one says this Jesus answered them truly I tell you if you have faith and do not doubt you will not only do what has what was done to the fig tree but even if you tell this mountain be lifted up and thrown into the sea it will be done and so my purpose for talking about this uh, using the faith of God is because right now uh the world is going through a pandemic um, and it sometimes appears that uh, the people of God are speaking in line with the world instead of speaking in line with God. And I really feel a strong urging in my heart to remind people uh, that they have to stay in faith. They have to stay in faith. And, and, And while faith doesn't make us uh, impervious to attack it doesn't it doesn't make us uh, invulnerable um, to the attacks that everyone else goes through however faith does give us the power to overcome to come up out of uh, whatever is actually causing us uh, disturbance at the time and so the word was, has been given to us uh, in order to help us to renew our minds and we have to get our our minds in line with 
the word of God. All our thinking has to be in line with God's word. We can't allow the news reports or social media. Uh, we can't allow our friends and family if they're speaking contrary to the word of God. We cannot allow them to formulate within us the, the resolve to either uh, agree with the destruction we cannot allow them to do that. We cannot allow them uh, to to cause us to agree with that destruction. We cannot allow them to cause us to uh, accept defeat, uh, because in John, First John, it tells us that uh, the victory that overcomes the world is our faith. Is our faith? That's how we overcome. Jesus said in John sixteen thirty three, in this world you'll have trials and tribulations. You'll have distresses. You'll have things that make you want to pull your hair out. At sometimes it'll be those nail biting moments where you just want to give up and just quit and, and just resign to failure. But it's but Jesus encouraged us and said, be of good cheer. Why? Because I've overcome. I was your example. I was your pattern so that if I can do it, you can do it. And so as the people of God, as the sons and daughters of God, we, we have to understand that. Our faith is based on what God has said. It's not based on our experience outside of God's word. It's not based on our experience uh, uh, just because something didn't happen. We didn't see an answer to prayer doesn't mean that God doesn't want to answer prayers. Uh, but we have to believe that we receive when we ask and pray. And it says in the word of God that we read, it says that and do not doubt. So there cannot be one ounce of reservation. Didn't say reservations wouldn't come, but you got to deal with that thing. You got to deal with those reservations. How do I deal with those reservations? Continue, continue, continue steadfastly in the word of God. Continue to read it until you thoroughly believe it. Because that's what faith is. Faith is assurance, it's confidence. Uh, uh, I know we constantly quote that Hebrews 11 1 now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen but in simplest terms faith is confidence in God's ability to make his word good faith is confidence in God's ability to make his word good and we have to understand that we can never believe beyond our knowledge of God's word. Maybe you've been working from home. Uh, your church hasn't been meeting like mine, uh, but that doesn't mean that you can you can stay out of the word. No, you still got to feed yourself the word of God. There's an old saying from some old preachers that says, Feed your faith and starve your doubts to death. How do we feed our faith? We feed our faith with the word of God. Romans 10, 17 says, now faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So unless I know what God's word says, I won't be able to have faith in his promise. This is not wishing. This is not hope. No, but it is confidence that what God has said, he will ultimately make good it, it even faith even says this that even if the things around me are contrary to the word of God then I'm so confident in God that that confidence in God will allow me to partner up with him and, and 
pull the power and the ability and the grace of God into my situation so that me and God just totally eradicate what was bothering us. And I really, I really sincerely believe that the people of God have a responsibility in this time. They have a responsibility in this time to stay in faith, to walk by faith and not by sight. It's, it's more important than ever to walk by faith and not by sight. Because sometimes when, when our eyes, our physical eyes are open and we look and we see things and we, we hear things and, and is sometimes it, it can cause us to get a little anxious fearful doubtful you know we we had we we were so i believe god but then all of a sudden when we see things we see the, the numbers increasing and they talk about the surge and that that hearing the surge caused some people to go oh my god it's, it's I, I guess we're just gonna have to go through when jesus and his disciples were on a boat in the middle of the storm the wind, the waves, the water, they felt and they saw everything around them. But because Jesus was so established in the word, not only was he so established in the word, but he is the word of God. He's the word that became flesh and dwelt among us. And so because he's the living manifestation of God's word, then he had peace on the inside of him. And that's what faith does. Faith causes you to have peace on the inside of you, even when the things around you don't line up. Faith will cause you to have peace on the inside of you, even when the things around you don't line up. And so when we begin to understand the responsibility of Christians, the believers to walk by faith and not by sight, to actually use the power, the authority that they said they have. I mean, when, when they were able to go to, when Christians were able to go to church and they speak all big and bad things, the devil is defeated, you know, and they sing the songs. But it's when you go through situations where the rubber meets the road and the the makeup, the 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 uh, the fortitude of a believer is tested because it's always easy to talk. It's easy to talk when you're not going through something, but it's when you're faced with that storm, with that pandemic the crisis and see here's what really makes it difficult for a lot of people it's the fact that not only are they going through this pandemic with the whole world but then individually they have their own situations that they're going through and so they're just now some people even listening now some people had just started having faith for the situation they were going through and then all of a sudden this comes up But see, when, when the enemy ups his ante, then God comes bigger. When the enemy ups his ante, then God comes bigger. 
That's why the Apostle John says, he says, greater is he that is in us, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Who's in us? God. God is in us. Who's in the world? The devil. So greater is he that is in me. God is greater than a devil. See, there's some people out there that says, well, well, God, God and the devil are equal, aren't they? No, no, they're not. No, they're not. God is greater than the devil. And when we begin to understand and believe that and then see what God's word says about God's acts in times of crisis. God never gave his people over when they were believing him. But God always came to the rescue of his people. Some people now, you know, also have this saying out there where they're talking about how, oh, well, this is God judging the world, judging America, judging this person, judging that person. No, it's not. Because the devil, he's the one who comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But God says, Jesus came that he may, that we may have life. Jesus said about himself, he said, I came that you may have life. He didn't come that we would have the death and destruction. He came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And see, this is the time where we need to actually believe in that same life that Jesus came to bring us, that Zoe life. We need to believe in that life being resident on the inside of us and not only being resident on the inside of us, but we are conduits of the life of God. The life of God flows through us to others. The life of God flows through us to other people. So we don't receive. Here's the thing that a lot of people need to understand is that when we receive from God, when we're when we receive the anointing, the, the power, the, the grace, when we receive all that, it's not so that we can hoard it and keep it to ourselves like the people did toilet paper and the paper towels. But it's so that we can actually become a distribution center for the grace and the power of God. So God's power can flow through us freely. So move you out the way and allow God to flow freely through you. F.F. Bosworth says this faith for the appropriation of God's promised blessings is a result of knowing and acting on God's word. Faith for the appropriation of God's promised blessings is the result of knowing and acting on God's word. You've been in church for five, 10, 20 plus years. You, you don't want to read certain portions of scripture. I read that already. Well, now it's time to act on it. Now it is time to act on the word of God. See, a lot of people, when it comes to faith, uh, faith is a noun to them. But to me, faith is a verb. It's an action word. It's an action. It, it's a word that it, faith, my faith should never cause me to just do nothing. Because James, the writer James says this. He says, faith without works is dead being by itself. 
So if I have a living faith, then my faith ought to cause me to act on what God has already said. A person of faith should never be found doing nothing. But they should always be acting on the word of God. If you see somebody that's sick, that need to be healed, then your faith should cause you to minister healing to that individual. And I know nowadays, you know, especially with this pandemic going on, a lot of people are saying, well, but, but we're supposed to practice social distancing. Well, think about Peter in the book of Acts. Peter in the book of Acts did not have to touch anybody, but it says that as he walked down the street, his shadow being cast on the people, they got saved, they got healed, they got delivered. The demons came out of them. They, they got their whole spirit, soul, and body got healed because he was a conduit of the power of God. In the book of Genesis, when we see God creating, make, doing creation, the seven days of creation, what did God, God said, God said, God said, the only one that he formed was man. But everything else, God said, and it was. And so if we have God on the inside of us, then that means that the same creative ability of God is resident on the inside of us. And so even without touching an individual to late to, to see healing manifest, we can even we can speak. Our shadow can be cast on that person and they can be made whole. But you got to believe it. We see it in a book. We see it in a book. But now it's time for us to believe what the book says. I mean, I, I for, a, you know, a couple of days now, I have been just asking God, God, what do you want to say? What do you want to say? And God kept just putting in my heart that he wants his people to, to believe again, to believe in him. To have faith, not see, and, and a lot of people just been using just faith, faith, faith. No, believe in God again. Believe in the God of the Bible again. Believe in the God that does miracles again. Believe in the God that delivers again. Believe in the God that provides again. This is this is giving a lot of people some some temporary setback. In their faith because they're they're following social media too many people are on facebook I, I like this saying i heard it out where they say get off facebook and get your face in the book in the bible too many people have been reading what facebook says and and the more you read about the the fear and the anxiety and the pandemonium and the and the terror the more you read about that the more you have faith for that you expect the worst instead of expecting God's best. We see the prophets out there prophesying and the prophets are prophesying God's deliverance and salvation for the world. And because people are not paying attention to what God is saying, they're paying attention to what what uh, uh, the shade room and what, what the Newsweek and all these other uh, publications are saying. They're starting to have faith for the results that those publications are predicting. And so we need to have faith in God again. We need to believe in God again. We need to believe in God so much so to where, especially as this begins to end, 
I really believe that this is a moment of training for the body of Christ, a preparation for the body of Christ, where we're not going to come out of this the same way we came in and not in, we're not coming out in devastation, but we're going to come out a glorious, victorious army ready to do the works of God, ready to see the sick heal, ready to see people delivered from drugs and alcohol and demons ready to see the mental hospitals cleared out because they're being delivered and put in their right mind, ready to see the dead raised because not everybody dies in the right time. I know that challenged some people. The man of God, Smith Wigglesworth, the early 20th century, he would come upon certain people and they would have passed away. He would go to funerals and disturb the funerals because that's how much he believed God. It's gotten to the point to where now like the church accepts the funeral as being something that has to happen, but not every funeral has to happen. And we, I don't think we open ourselves up to the possibilities of God. I don't see when you walk in faith, then you open yourself up to the possibilities of God and the possibilities of God are never low, but the possibilities of God are high. They're high and, and they, they, they cause joy in the hearts of those that are witnesses to the works of God and the possibilities of God made manifest. When you, when you walk and, and have this faith the faith of God as in Mark 11, 22, 23, 24. That's what that, when it says have faith in, in the new King James version, there's an, a note in the side note that says the original manuscript says have the faith of God. So operate in the same faith that God operates in continually. And he's been operating in this level for eternity. So now he's given us the opportunity as sons and daughters of God to partake of, and first Peter calls us partakers of the divine nature. So now we're to partake of that same faith that God operates in on a consistent basis. Jesus was our example. Jesus was our example. When we begin to understand the fact that Jesus didn't do something that was impossible for us. The only thing that we can't do is die for the sins of all mankind, but everything that he did when he lived and he did ministry in the earth, we can do it too. We can do it too. When he gave, when we were given the Holy Spirit, when we, when we were given the gift of the Holy Spirit, that was God's seal of approval on us as his children, as his sons and daughters saying what Jesus did, you can do it too. The power of the Holy Spirit is not for dancing. It's not for crying. It's not for jumping up and down. But the power of the Holy Spirit is for action. 
is for action so that we can do the works of God. And Jesus did the works of God when he healed the lunatic. He healed the lunatic. And that was a manifestation of the works of God in operation. That was the power of God in operation. That was the Holy Spirit in operation. Now, I'm not one of those people who is saying the caution that they're asking everybody to, to practice nowadays, the stay at home orders, the shelter in place, the, the, the self-quarantine, social distance. And I'm not one of those people that say forget about all that because you got to use common sense, too. You got to use common sense, too. But what I am saying is that don't allow your common sense to override your God sense. God still heals the sick. God still raised the dead. He never changed that. But what he's looking for is people that will agree and believe in line with him. So I want to come to my conclusion by giving you a few, few what I call faith seeds. The first one is you must believe those things which you say will come to pass. In Proverbs 18, it tells us this, death and life are in the power of the tongue. The, the verse before that says that a man's belly is satisfied or filled by the fruit of his lips. By the increase of his lips shall he be filled. So you get what you say, whether good or bad, you get what you say. But start to say life giving words and then when you say those like because see we're so used to speaking dead words to where we have faith for dead things but now we have to have faith for life giving words so you must believe as you start to agree with God and, and speak God's words you must believe those things which you say will come to pass the second is that your vocabulary must be disciplined. Your vocabulary must be disciplined. And, and for that, uh, I'm going to look at Proverbs 18, verse 7. Proverbs 18, verse 7. It says, A fool's mouth is his devastation, and his lips are a trap for his life. A fool's mouth is his devastation and his lips are a trap for his life. Then Proverbs 18, 20 to 21. From the fruit of a person's mouth, his stomach is satisfied. He is filled with the product of his lips. From the fruit of a person's mouth, his stomach is satisfied and he is filled with the product of his lips. Then the next verse, which is a famously quoted one, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. And the Amplified Bible says whether for death or for life. It doesn't it doesn't limit it to one or the other. It, it says you choose. You choose now a fool, according to that the verse 7, 18 verse 7, it says a fool's mouth this is devastation. So a fool, if you're not speaking what God is saying, then the Bible clearly describes you as a fool. 
and says that a fool's mouth is his devastation and his lips are a trap for his life. And so if we want to be, if we understand the fact that you're going to get what you say, you're going to get what you say. It's not something that's limited to believers only. No, 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 no. It's a, a, it's, it's a principle, a universal principle that you will get what you say, but you have to speak life. Third thing is words dominate us, whether positive or negative words control our lives. This is why we must be extremely careful to guard our tongues, especially when bad thoughts come to mind. Thoughts that are never spoken or acted upon will die unborn. It's not until we give a thought voice and act on it that Satan has an open door into our lives. That's Frederick Casey Price. He said that. And so how do I apply God's kind of faith? The first thing is say it. The second thing is do it. The third thing is receive it. The fourth thing is see yourself with it. And that comes from 2 Corinthians 4.18. The fifth thing is tell it. And that's Luke 8.47. So let's go to 2 Corinthians 4.18. 2 Corinthians 4.18. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says this. So we do not focus on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. What is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And then Luke eight forty seven. And the reason why I'm reading these scriptures is because Romans ten seventeen says, "Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God." And I want you to start to begin to, to build faith to see yourself out of your situation, to speak yourself out of your situation, to, to actually get yourself out of your situation. But you can only do that when you walk by faith in God. Luke eight forty seven says this, when the woman saw that she was discovered, she came trembling and fell down before him in the presence of all the people. She declared the reason she had touched him and how she was instantly healed. So once you begin to uh, get out of these situations, it's testimony time. And I love how uh, Pastor Bill Johnson of Bethel Church in Redding, California, he says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And that word testimony, he says, uh, merely this encourages us to believe God to, to do it again. So if, if you hear the testimony of somebody that was healed from cancer and maybe uh, maybe you're an individual that is dealing with that or or, you know, someone that's dealing with that. But to hear that God healed someone of cancer. Now you have faith to say, God, do it again. And then when you get healed, then you tell your testimony and then somebody else has faith for it. And then when they get healed, they tell their testimony and they and somebody else has faith for it. And it becomes a chain reaction. See, we, we bad things aren't the only thing that's contagious. 
faith can literally become contagious. And so the last thing is we do not have to make God's word good. He will make it good. All we have to do is stand on it. And so, Lord God, as I close out this episode, I just want to pray for that person who may be wavering right now that they would just begin to find solace in the truth of your word, Lord God, that they will be able to find confidence in you, in your word, Lord God, and begin to believe you and stand upon what you say, regardless of what may be coming their way. They can stand upon your word and they will not be shaken. We thank you, Lord God, for just victory, the victory that overcomes the world, which is our faith. And so we give you glory for the results of faith manifested in our lives. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Be blessed.